Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Update on Out of Bounds. Brought to you by Floyd's Seafood, Keel Avenue in Sherwood. It's crawfish season. Floyd's Seafood has live and cooked crawfish. Order yours today. We'll end up playing, you know, a little bit bigger down the stretch than the four guards. I mean, I think that, you know, that happened out of necessity. I thought we played well in some games. Um, but certainly, you know, we went with a with a little bit of bigger lineup. Um, when we made that run late game um, the other night. So I think that you'll see, um, you know, we'll try to get TB more involved uh, in, in, the, in the next few games. And, um, yeah, so I think we'll have a little bit more of a traditional look. It doesn't mean based on the way a game is going or matchups that we won't go back to four guards. But um, I do think, you know, at least right now and today, you know, we would plan on having a little bit more of a traditional look during the course of a game. Eric Musselman speaking with the media a couple of hours ago, previewing the Kentucky game, Arkansas-Kentucky, tomorrow, no, Saturday, I wish it was Friday, on CBS, nationally televised game there at Rupp Arena. Maybe the Razorbacks can uh, shock a lot of people and, and put on a good performance on national TV on CBS. I had that question. I wondered with Brazil coming back, Graham coming back, if that means they're going to start playing big again because they, with those two guys out, they really only had two big guys that they trusted in Mitchell and Lawson. And those two guys just kind of traded in and out, and they played four guards the whole time and would go with an undersized power forward, whether it was Davenport or Devo Davis. Now that these guys are back, would you go big or bigger? And he says yes. So, And that may be good against Kentucky because Kentucky's got some size and you know, you you've got away with playing that four gate four guard lineup against some of the teams, but it'd be tough against Kentucky. They were forced into that lineup and they played well with that lineup. Yeah. But now that you do have some some guys coming back from injury, you you do want to get them back into the flow and get them back on on the floor and see what they can bring to the table. And if it is a slow process, then you can go back to the four yeah. guard lineup, but. You want to use that size if it's available to you. Yeah, I was thinking that as a coach, it's nice to have that in your back pocket, knowing, well, this four-guard lineup's had some success. If this isn't working, we get off to a slow start, we need to change things up, we can go back to that four-guard lineup and see if we can't get back into the game using four guards. So it just gives him something else in his arsenal. Three games left. Here's Muss on the remaining game. I mean, I think you discuss uh, the state of where you are, um, based on, you know, where, where your team is mentally. And, um, you know, at some points we have discussed it and other points, you know, there's been no reason because, um, you know, we have, we have three games left and, and the biggest theme is uh, how do you compete, give yourself a chance to win, um, you know, the next game on your schedule. And then if you do that, you know, good things kind of, kind of happen, Jackson. So, you know, in, in our mind, it's, how do we get ready for Kentucky? Uh, um, you know, we can't control what other teams do in the league. Obviously, we have a very difficult schedule the last three games. I mean, playing at, you know, playing at Kentucky, playing at Alabama, and, uh, you know, LSU at home, a team that, um, you know, had they, they, they did what they wanted last time uh, in Baton Rouge against us, so... Um, you know, we have a difficult three games. You've got to get ready for each game. Each game's, you know, going to take shape based on how the, you know, the players on the two different rosters compete against each other. 
couple weeks ago, Joe and I were talking about LSU and how they were playing better and how they may end up winning double-digit games in the SEC. It sounded silly at the time, but you look at it now, LSU is 7-8. and eight. Uh, After winning earlier this week, they go to Vandy, then they go to Arkansas, and they finish at home against Missouri. They finish with the three worst teams in the SEC. LSU very likely, well, they have a very good chance of finishing 10-8 and in the SEC. And I was looking at the standings. That that might jump Mississippi State, but that's about it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They could finish seventh in the SEC. Well, remember, um, we were looking at their schedule uh, maybe last week or about a week and a half ago, and we thought that LSU, with the remaining schedule, that they could play their way into some of those higher higher seed within the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. They and, and possibly, if they go on the right run, be in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think they would have to... Man, I, I feel like they're the A&M of years past. I feel like LSU would be one of those teams, even if they made a run through the SEC tournament, made it to the finals, they'd be... they get left out. Just because out. a lot of times when the conference tournament comes, the field is mm-hmm. already set. Yeah. Right? The committee has already... They already have their mind made up in which direction they're going, and that's why it's kind of a mixed bag on the conference tournament. How meaningful is it? How much weight does it hold towards what happens the following week? The only weight it would hold is if LSU got to that championship game and won it. <laughs> then that would change things. That's that's about it to me. I, their net ranking so poor, and uh, their non-conference schedule hurt them, and some of their losses are bad. They got some bad losses, and uh, they're just... They're not even on the bubble right now. And the thing is, you beat Vandy, it's not getting you on the bubble. You beat Arkansas, that's not getting you on the bubble. You beat Missouri, that's not getting you in on the bubble. That's not giving you any you know, marquee wins. It's not doing anything but padding your win total. Um, and it's helping your SEC seed so that maybe you have a better route. But it's going to take LSU going on a, on a run at the SEC tournament. But uh, you've got to give it to them and their, their new head coach. They've made a nice little run to finish possibly with 10 wins this season. Let's talk some recruiting. Richard Davenport joins us now with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. R.D., how are you? Doing well, my man, doing well. Uh, you've made the move to northwest Arkansas, and you're missing out. It is sleeting in Little Rock right now. Are you serious? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that is crazy. Joe got a call during uh, Bill Ingram was just in here and got a call said, "Hey, it's sleeting in Haskell." And uh, during the break, uh, I heard something hitting our window here at the studio, and I raised the uh, blinds up and looked, and it was sleeting outside the studio. Wow. Well, we don't have that. It's it's pretty pretty clear here, and I think uh, it's supposed to be uh, in the low fifties here. So that's what what. what, what it, What's it like there? I mean, temperature-wise, obviously, it's got to be cooler, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, high 40s, but that's what you get on leap day. (laughs) Just a couple of days ago, it was in the 70s, almost 80 degrees, and now here it is, February 29th, a day that comes every four years, and now it's leading. Wow. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, better you guys than us, huh? Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, there's your weather report. Let's talk recruiting. Let's start with uh, Branson Hickman. The offensive lineman from SMU is he going to visit or not? Yeah, he's going to visit next weekend. Uh, Rise uh, next Friday. Uh, we'll leave on Sunday. He he uh, he plans to visit some other schools. He didn't mention the schools by name, but he did say they're in the. Uh, in, 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 I have to get used to this because we're, we're we're seeing so many changes in college football. He says I, I'm also going to visit uh, some schools in the other Power Four. Yeah. conferences and uh, you're just so used to uh, five and now i guess with pack 12 uh no longer I, I guess considered a power five which i totally understand so evidently he's going to visit uh school or, or schools and uh you know in, in in the big 12 and big 10 and uh, and acc so uh along with arkansas but uh uh, but you know he's he's always had you know and just communicating with him he's always seemed to be uh, pretty fired up about Arkansas. Obviously, yeah, you know you're going to find out more after next weekend after he visits. But he he does have a he has a roommate that's uh, from Fayetteville. And he visited Fayetteville last uh, summer for the first time, and he's very impressed just with the area and, and things of that nature. And, and then uh, with the combination of coach. Uh, 
Pittman and Coach Mateos. Uh, I think uh, their background and their uh, uh, ability to get guys to the next league uh, to, to, to the league is also intriguing. So uh, uh, on3.com rates him the number one interior offensive lineman in the portal. So uh, if you could add him along with the other three guys you already have on campus from the portal, uh, that, that would uh, be quite an impressive haul. It already is an impressive haul with three that you got, but then uh, add him and uh, it's, it's even better. With a lot of movement happening during the early signing period, Arkansas was able to sign a preferred walk-on linebacker, Preston Davis from Little Rock Christian. Is that what we kind of need to get used to now with the signing day in February? It's going to be more of that, those types of signings, where it's going to be more preferred walk-ons than actual uh, scholarships. Well, he, he uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the pool is pretty small for February, but, uh, you know, preferred walk-ons, uh, they, they just uh, they just announced their intentions to, to walk on. And a preferred walk-on is a young man is, that's uh, able to go through summer workouts and, and be part of uh, uh, fall practice, uh, preseason practice, and, in camp, uh, regular walk-ons usually have to wait till they get to, to get on campus, and then once the season starts, they're able to join the team. So, if you're a preferred walk-on, obviously they really like you enough to for you to be the part of the part of the team uh, in the summer and, and, and for practice. So, and he, he's a guy that I, I wrote about as a sophomore because I was so impressed with him as a, just as a sophomore. Uh, he's a little undersized, probably about a five five eleven, about two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty pounds. But man, he will he he will lay the lumber, and I think uh, his uh, his uh, speed. He's about a four four six four seven guy, along with his physicality. Well, I, I feel like that. Uh, and I don't say this very often for preferred walk ons, but uh, I think he'll see the field at some point. At what point, I don't know, but I could see him possibly playing early. For special teams, just because again, it's because of his speed and his physicality. And uh, if he was probably probably about six two, six three, he probably would have had uh, some uh, D one offers, uh, UCA and, and several other small smaller schools that offered him. But uh, uh, I, I think uh, his his like a height probably got him. Yeah, I have uh, had the chance to interview him before. In fact, when we did the uh, the radio show at the kickoff luncheon, he joined us. And, uh, man, I enjoyed our conversation. You can just tell he's a great kid. What sold him on uh, walking on at Arkansas? Because I'm sure he had offers to play at other levels. Right, yeah. Uh, really, the coaches, uh, um, Coach uh, T. Will, Travis uh, Williams, the uh, uh, defensive coordinator, Jake Trump, uh, the assistant uh Linebackers coach who I uh, hear a lot of good things about him, uh, and, and from recruits, so uh, the, the guys that he's talking to, and then, uh, also coach uh, uh, Marcus Woodson, the co defense coordinator, also recruiting. So, uh, you know, usually, you know, preferred walk ons, you have maybe one coach assigned to them, but uh, they had three coaches communicating with them. So I think uh, that kind of tells you what they think about him as a football player. And uh, again, I, I, I not only special teams, I said special teams, but I think he'll see the field in a meaningful way uh, at Arkansas at some point, whether it be uh, sophomore, junior year, or what have you. I, I think he's, I think he's got that capability. Offensive lineman Darius Afalava, he's going to visit. He has an official visit plan. Where's he from? And uh, tell us all about Darius Afalava. Well, he's, he's uh, 6'5", 320 pounds. He, he's from Hawaii, but he's been playing his high school ball in uh, Utah. Uh, Coach Mateos offered him at Taylor. Uh, they hit it right. They hit it off for the first conversation, just based on what I've, uh, Darius told me. Uh, the interest level probably wasn't as high as uh, you would have liked, uh, just because he, he was uh, worried about the competition level with uh, Baylor and I guess the Big Twelve. But uh, once uh, Coach Mateos moved to Arkansas, the interest level picked up, and and that's uh, that's why he said he wants to make an official visit to Arkansas. He, he, the, you know, a lot of I know with NIL and all that, uh, you, you have to consider that in the recruiting process. But it, it's still relationships and 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 you know what that coach can do for you, or, uh, as far as uh, maybe developing you. 
stuff like that really plays uh, still a big role in, in the recruiting process. And I think Coach Mateos's uh, track record of uh, at BYU and at uh, Baylor kind of helped him uh, with uh, with Darius. And Darius has got uh, around 20 offers at LSU, uh, Auburn, uh, Oklahoma, or some of the other schools he plans to visit. But uh, for Arkansas to get one of his official visits is really big. Richard Davenport is with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. Stevens in Little Rock, he had a question for you, Richard. Steven. Sure. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, good. Hey, we're getting a little bad uh, ice outside, but uh, I'm, I'm warm and cozy inside. Now, listen, are we recruiting, what kind of running back are we recruiting? And um, where do we stand with uh sort of high-profile defensive back. Yeah. I'm going to listen, guys. Have a great day. Stay safe. Go home. Thanks, Stephen. All right, Richard, what about running backs? Well, I mean, they have a running back committed to them, uh, Jamarian uh, 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 Parker uh, from uh, from uh, from uh, St. Louis. He's a guy that uh, committed uh, back uh, uh Back during the summer, and uh, well, well, uh, September one of uh, last year, but uh, uh, four-star kid from uh, Cardinal Ritter College Prep in, in St. Louis, and had Missouri twenty-plus other offers. Uh, more of a uh, more of a, a shake and bake type guy, about six foot, one, six foot, about one ninety. But uh, you know, he's he's been making some other. Visits to other schools, which you know, obviously, that now is not so out of the ordinary. You, you used to that didn't happen as much uh, when you when you you committed to a school, but now uh, kids continue to take visits. But uh, he's still currently committed to Arkansas, and, and uh, he's you know rated one of the top uh, fifteen, top twenty running backs in the country. So uh, you know with with the running back room with under Jimmy Smith is usually always uh, pretty uh, pretty pretty deep, and and he would obviously add to the to to the uh, depth chart uh, if he if he sticks. How about what a other... high profile DB? That was the other question. Uh, Jacoby uh, Hotson. Well, no, he's a, he's a linebacker. He, he does play safety in, in Mississippi. Since I already just mentioned him, uh, uh, we should should talk about him also. Uh, he's he's a four star consensus four star who, uh, like I said, plays safety in, in high school, but will uh, play outside linebacker uh, at, at Arkansas if, if he visit, uh, if he somehow commits to Arkansas. He t- plans to make an official visit during the summer. But uh, as far as uh, DBs, just wrote about one uh, the other day. Aiden Adding, mm-hmm. uh, a- ending. Uh, uh, from from Mississippi, he's a guy that uh, no from Louisiana. Excuse me, Russell, Louisiana, about six foot one sixty five. He, he's kind of a good story because he he, he has had not played high school football until this last year as a junior, and he played uh, basketball. He thought he was going to just be a basketball player. He started as a freshman and a sophomore for Ruston, and then then he went out for uh, football last summer. I mean last spring. And then uh, got his first offer, I think, around in June from Louisiana Tech. Uh, so here's a guy that played a little bit of football in junior high, but not in high school. And now, after one year, he's he's got he's closing in on 15 to 20 offers. And uh, Coach uh, Wilson, the, uh, the uh, secondary coach at Arkansas, uh, really kind of got a good relationship going with him. And uh, he says he plans to visit in March and. Uh, probably a guy right now. He's only ready to a, a, uh, a three star by one recruiting service. The other two recruiting services, other three recruiting services, don't have him rated yet. I think some of that goes back to him just uh, being on the radar uh, for one year, you know, on, on the high school level. And uh, I think he is. He's got the capability of eventually becoming a four star. I think Arkansas coach Wilson got on him early and. And uh, that's going to help him uh, going forward. But he plans to visit, like I said, uh, in March. That reminds me, Joe, of what Bill Ingram was telling us two weeks ago when he was in here. Uh, he encourages some of these 
these guards on the team, or even you know, could be a power forward, but you know, may not be have a, a, a NBA future or a big time college future. Go play football. You know, you've got the quickness, the size, the speed, the footwork. Who knows what it could turn into? And here's a guy who was a playing guard for his basketball team, goes out, plays cornerback, and now he's got 15 offers to play, you know, at least one SEC offer. That's exactly what Bill was talking about. You have to find your way. Exactly. Bill's always been uh, big on that and has talked that up, and and he's encouraged guys that, uh, you know, that that, that even played for him. That uh, you know they should at least give football a try. And I know we, we've all seen guys in basketball in the state of Arkansas where you you think you know you know this kid's got some got a few offers in basketball, but you put him uh, in football uh, and you know especially guys that are about six six, about two fifty or two forty or something like that, and can move really well. You start thinking that kid could be a tight end, possibly a defensive end, or could grow into being a, a uh, offensive or defensive lineman uh, on on the inside. Uh, I've seen I've seen quite a few of those guys, and, and just thought, uh, and that guy could potentially play on Sunday. And and, and you love seeing that uh, guys that that are open to that, and some guys aren't open to that. They, they should pursue their dream, but at the same time, I think they also can also consider uh, playing in multiple sports. What other positions are on the radar for the twenty five class? Oh, just about every you know you you, you basically sign guys at, at every position uh, every year. You know, usually it's three, four guys on the offensive line, three, four guys on the defensive line, two or three linebackers, three or four uh, uh, DBs. Uh, usually, just one. You used to used to you used to sign two quarterbacks a lot of times, but now in order to get a quarterback committed, you, you basically just have to. To recruit one guy, and as far as running backs, it's usually one or two a year, and then the receivers could be two or three, or maybe more. It just depends on uh, who, what you're losing. But they have to have that balance because of the portal. You know, losing players, and then mm-hmm. you're going to get players. So it's always uh, kind of one of those things they have to to juggle to see what the exact needs are, and it's changed so much because of being able to go into the portal and get some of these guys. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's going to change after the spring. Spring, the coaches uh, have a good idea what they have, but at the same time, some guys will will uh, step up and, and impress, and some other guys that maybe they were counting on uh, may may not uh, be panning out what, the way that they anticipated. So that that may increase, you know. So maybe maybe uh, you you say, well, we, we're going to go in, we're going into this season. Far as the recruiting process for the 25 class, thinking we were going to need three or four DBs, we may, may need a fifth. Mm. Uh, if, if you you know if you start seeing guys that are just not developing like you anticipated, so uh, it, it kind of varies. And then during the season, uh, guys uh, will may, may not play as well as you anticipated then too, and you may reevaluate your numbers. So it's a, it's an ongoing evaluation period. Richard Davenport is with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and WholeHogSports.com. Richard, I saw a proposal that's out there to change the national signing day from two days to three days. Tell us about this proposal and uh, kind of your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, I've, you know, and, and, and I've, I've, uh, you know, there's been talk about uh, the possibility of having an early signing period, say in August or or something like that, in the past. And they're, they're, right now, there's there's a proposal uh, uh, going out, going around, and NCAA is talking about it. Maybe doing it the last part of June. Uh, you know, in talking to high school coaches, they're not really that that thrilled about uh, kids signing before uh, the uh, the season. Uh, a lot of them start to think that uh, a kid will uh, kind of mail it in. You know, once hmm. he signs, think uh, you know he doesn't have anything to prove. May not uh, you know work as hard as uh, uh, as, you, as you'd like, and, and and that would also kind of you know the, the plus side from college coaches that would kind of show the coach uh, the guys that are motivated and that are coachable. You know, if a kid kind of tells off, you, you might uh, <laughs> may want to try to get out of that letter of intent in some ways. But uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think that's that's going to be kind of a uh, tough situation because then. Not only do you sign, say, say you sign in June. Uh, obviously, 
come November, December, you're going to have coaching changes. You're going to have to let these guys out of their uh, national letter of intent. I mean, I, obviously the numbers won't be a huge number, but it'd be a big enough number to, that, uh, that, that, that would definitely happen. So I, I don't know about the, I don't know about that uh, sign, that time period of uh, uh, you know during having a signing period in, in, in the summer, but uh, definitely moving up the early signing period in December to the first week in December instead of having it uh, in the second or, or about the third week of uh, December makes sense because obviously the, the the increase in uh, teams going to the playoffs and stuff like that it, you already have enough on your plate trying to trying to you know get ready for for a playoff playoff game or a bowl game or whatever, and then trying to finish up your recruiting uh, for the twenty five class, uh, I, I just tend to think that, that that's that's a win win for everybody. And then then later on, you, you you're pretty much focused on the transfer portal uh, for the uh, for for the guys uh, that, that can visit, uh, say even in December and 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 in January, first part of January. You got to worry about those guys that, that want to enroll in, in January. You want you, 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 the best case scenario for transfers is to get them on campus in January. So I don't I don't see how that's going to change as far as the the rush rush as far as the portal as far as uh, you know in December and January. But uh, at least uh, for the high school kids, you can get them out of the way first part of, of December and not have to you know continue to. To recruit them and have kids coming on campus while you're trying to get ready for the playoffs or a bowl game. Richard, thanks. We appreciate it. Always good to get your thoughts and talk a little recruiting with you. Have a good day. Sounds sounds good, guys. Take care. It's Richard Davenport from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and WholeHogSports.com. We got a couple of high school basketball games in the books on this Wednesday, Thursday. Wait, what's today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. I thought it was Friday, and then I thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> I'm all screwed up. It's it's leap year. That's what it is. Yep, leap day today, yeah. February 29th. Sacred Heart falls to Emerson, 39-34, your final. And Russellville, congratulations. They move on. They knocked off Lakeside. Big win for them, 73-47. I mean, some of the boys' games are about to get underway. and Got a couple more girls' games finishing up right now. When we come back, it'll be open. 661-1037. You want to jump in here and talk some Razorback basketball, Razorback baseball, Murray State coming to town this weekend. We're wide open. Want to jump in here and talk about the question of the day. How many more games will the basketball team win this season? I mean all season. Regular season, postseason. Thompson Electric presents Jackson Wells each week in the zone with Justin and DJ. Thompson Electric since 1983 providing innovative electrical solutions for your business. To learn more, check them on the web at thompsonelectric.com or you can search Thompson Electric on Facebook and Instagram for more information. Sports Center. In college basketball last night, Arkansas State handled business on the road, taking down Coastal Carolina 71-60 behind forward Isaiah Nelson, 16 points and 12 rebounds. This was the Red Wolves' sixth win in a row. They'll go for seven in a row on Saturday when they take on first place Appalachian State for their final game of the regular season. In the SEC, fourth-ranked Tennessee won their matchup with 11th-ranked Auburn, 92-84, behind Dalton Connects, 39 points. Tennessee has a huge matchup with Alabama on Saturday as both teams are 12-3 in conference play. And tonight in college basketball, the Woodrock Trojans will try to continue a streak of their own as they go for their eighth straight win. They'll be hosting Tennessee State at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip is set for eight. Radio coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. TV coverage will be on ESPNU. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock in Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. 
Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. Progressive asks, what do a late-night pizza craving? Pizza place. Can I get one large pepperoni pizza? A newly licensed teen delivery driver. A guaranteed delivery time or its free offer. And your front fence have in common? Uh-oh. That's my fence! They can turn your stomach upside down in under 30 minutes. I'm still getting a tip, right? Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers not available in all states or situations. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. What did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed Control and Fertilization Service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or trying to do it yourself. I did that one time and almost killed my yard. Sanders Ground Essentials saves you time and money and makes your yard the envy of the neighborhood. Don't wait. Do it now. Call Sanders Ground Essentials and get started with Sanders Ground Essentials Weed Control Program. Servicing all of Central Arkansas, including West Little Rock and Conway. On the web at SandersGround.com. Let's get growing! Political strategist and host of the Sunday Buzz, Bill Vickery, gets in the mix with the guys on Morning Mayhem, brought to you by Sauce Bar and Oven. Online at SauceLR.com and by the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, home of the best steak and prime rib in all of Little Rock. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. It's out of bounds. Joe Franklin, Westmore, glad you're with us. Go over to the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Had some people hitting in. This is from Randall. Randall says the Hogs played a guy in basketball. It was on either Abilene Christian or UNC Wilmington that was built like an NFL player. He was extremely athletic. I remember saying that guy is an SEC lineman playing the wrong sport in a lesser league. You know, I think he's talking about Arion Simmons. Arion played at Parkview. And I remember, I guess it was Arion's junior year. And yeah, he is... 6'5", let's see, with the roster, 6'5", 264. And uh, I talked to him. This is right after Brad Bolding had been hired at Parkview. And I was like, so this has been several years ago. Arion's a senior now at Abilene Christian. And I was like, man, is Coach Bolding trying to get you to come out for football? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> mentioned it. Dude, yeah, in high school he was like 6'5". He's taller than I am. He's 6'5", probably back then, 240. And he's always been solidly built. You know, big old butt legs. He, he, he looks like a football player, but he he wanted to stick with basketball. Got a scholarship. Went to Abilene Christian. Has, has had a nice career there. Played against the Razorbacks several times and UCA. I've always kept up of him, but with him. But yeah, that's one of those. You look, he got his education paid for, and and uh, he's going to graduate. But you wonder, guy like that with that build, those kind of feet that are so quick, what he could have done on the football field. Somebody may talk him into it, but if he's gone this long without playing football, probably not. He, he um, I'm sure growing up, and he's young, but 
he probably heard Charles Barkley comparison, so I'm sure he's watched some Barkley film and players of that same mold. Here's one from the 870. Joe, who do you want for your Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback? I'm not even thinking about quarterback, but uh, Russell Wilson would be a good good choice. I would like for them to honestly re-sign Mason Rudolph and have a, a competition with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. That that is probably their first look. That's probably what they want to do. But then if Mason Rudolph goes somewhere else, then that's when they'll look outside and think about making a trade for Justin Fields or Russell Wilson gets released. Look into that. Now, there was a video that surfaced on social media yesterday with Justin Fields jumping around, and his manager actually posted it. And so the speculation was, because you hear somebody in the background saying, you get to go home. So the speculation is that there's a trade with Justin Fields going to the Falcons now. Hmm. That's a weird uh, tweet post by his agent. Yeah. He wanted the word out there. Hmm. That's the that's the major team that's in the mix besides talk about the Steelers, but yeah. a homecoming going to the Falcons. Falcons are in need of a quarterback. Yeah, good for him. I hope it happens. John Mark says, love the high school coverage. Keep it up, guys. Love the new show with you, too. Thanks, John Mark. Appreciate it. And we'll keep up the high school coverage. I think Joe and I both love high school sports, and we'll uh, definitely during the state tournament because next week, State finals. We'll, I know, I'll get some of the, those coaches playing in the finals to join us next week early. And then next Thursday and Friday, we're off. Well, you're off. <laughs> I'll be doing the games on the radio and on TV, but the games start at 1 o'clock. So, no, it's 12 o'clock. 12. Yeah, the boys are either boys or girls. I think girls start at 12. And then the boys will start around 1.30 and finish up probably around 3.30-ish. I told HB, or I was going to tell HB, I told Randy this, because I, I will be on the air. I'm doing radio for both the, the second games, so I'll be on from one thirty till whenever, and I can just fill to the top of the hour if he wants me to, or if it ends early, toss to ESPN, but yeah, you can <laughs> enjoy yourself. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, JK in Fairfield Bay says, Wes, do you know where Clinton Yellow Jackets are in the mix? They uh they want the girls won last night. I saw that. Clinton beat somebody, didn't they? Uh I got the uh, AAA scoreboard up cuz I was just looking at some of the scores from today. They would be in the uh 4A. This is girls basketball. They've got a good team. They won their conference. Clinton played Arkadelphia. That's right. They beat Arkadelphia yesterday, 59-53. So they'll move on and advance and think they'll play tomorrow and as far as the boys did the clinton boys make it i will check for you they would have played yesterday also could have been some of the you know it's staggered for everybody right i'm looking at today's schedule just to see if clinton is playing anywhere today uh they're not playing today I'm not sure. Well, they're not playing today, and they didn't play yesterday. They may not have made it. Exactly. He may be talking about the Clinton girls. Okay. Well, there's you an update for the Clinton girls. Uh, Valonia girls and boys. What about what do you want to know, Donald? Valonia boys and girls? They both they won. They both won. Yeah, they were, they were both the number one seed, and they advanced, and uh, they are, they're, they're looking good. Both teams looking good. We had highlights. Yeah, we had highlights of both of them last night on Fox 16. It was a nice night. LC and Sherwood. Ooh, that's a dirty word. I can't say that, LC. Uh, hey, guys, I'm a delivery driver. It's actually sleeting right now in West Little Rock. Now, that that's anything crazy. Not that it's anything crazy, just the fact 80 degrees a couple days ago, and now it's lightly sleeting, tiny ice pellets, just crazy Arkansas weather. It was 49 degrees and sleeting. When Richard asked, well, what's the temperature? I pulled it up, and it was 49 and sleeting. Yeah, usually it's going to be in the 30s, but... It does go along with the crazy weather here. Uncle Jesse says it's sleeting in Benton. Um, this one's talking about the transmitter. Yeah, transmitter is still... We got, look, we're on an alternate transmitter. We're getting a brand new one, high-powered. It'll be just shooting off the uh, signal all, all across central <laughs> Arkansas in the state. It's coming. But these things don't happen overnight. It's not like you can go to Walmart and buy a transmitter and stick it up there. you got to order the transmitter. Then you got to get the guy... The crazy dudes that climbed the top of the tower and put that transmitter on? 
So it, it takes a little bit. Just bear with us. Once again, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you can watch us. We're streaming right now. You can download the Buzz app. You can go to 1037thebuzz.com. You can listen there. There are plenty of ways that you can do it. Clinton girls are playing tonight at 7 against Farmington, according to Ron. Thank you, Ron. I guess my uh, schedule, I said I was looking at it, and I had looked at the wrong thing. Maybe I was looking at the boys, but I appreciate that. Uh, Good luck, Clinton. Farmington is uh, great. Farmington's not only number one in 4A, they're girls. They're number one overall in the state as a 4A team. Oh, yeah, they're really good then. I was looking at... That says how good they are. I was looking at their regional scores because I was asking someone, I was like, man, are they, you know, the the real deal? And he's like, oh, yeah, the the real deal. So I was looking at the scores from regional. They won all their games by like 30 points in regional against other good teams. That's coaching, and that's a system that's in place that's been built over the years. And they start at a young age, and they're playing that way all the way through. Yeah, not that I doubted you, Ron, but there it is. Clinton Farmington tonight at seven in Farmington, and they lost. Farmington lost their best player. Remember that she uh, had transferred. Went now she's at Arkansas. The freshman, gosh, what's her name? She played a little bit, not a whole lot this year, but now yeah, Farmington just keeps on rolling. And Nashville, who they would meet up with in the semifinals, they're on the same side of the bracket, and they've played for a state title the last two years. Those two teams, Nashville's beaten everybody by thirty points. So oh, that's going to be a class. semifinal they, game yeah. Saturday <laughs> up in Farmington will be awesome. Uh, who, I, I'm not sure who Valonia uh, boys and girls will play next. I do not have my bracket. I should I should bring the bracket with me up here to the radio station, but I left it at the TV station. And Chico says it was sleeting in Pine Bluff this morning. Crazy weather. Let's go to Stan real quick before we hit the break. Stan, you got something good? Hey, yes, sir. How you doing, Wes? I'm good. All right, all right. How about them Hawks? The baseball team's awesome, Stan. I'm I'm very no, excited. I'm talking about the baseball team. I'm talking about the oh, no baseball team ain't going nowhere either. Why? I'm talking about the basketball team. <laughs> Stan, you what's up you, there, you, what's up you there, don't even know how many strikes are in, in that up, bat, Stan? do you? No, baseball team ain't going. They ain't gonna win on that championship. <laughs> Why? But hey, check this out. Hey, Why, this Stan? Out. Why? Let, Why not? They got me, the best three starting pitchers in the country. No, they got a good bullpen. Here. And I'm gonna let y'all. Yeah, let me say this. I'm gonna let y'all go. If Nolan Richardson hey, coached the baseball team, would they win a national championship? I'm, I'm finna tell you now. Hey, I'm gonna say this. Hey, Musselman, if you want to go to the Big Ten, you better call Nolan Richardson and ask him <laughs> how you can win that SEC tournament. Y'all have a good evening. Yeah, and what Stan is referring to is the time that Arkansas won the SEC tournament. They weren't expected to do anything moving forward. They won the SEC tournament. They got to the NCAA tournament. That was Joe's sophomore year, Joe Johnson. Yeah, and then he uh, he was out after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was a heck of a run. That was fun to watch. All right, we'll take a break. That's a great way to take a break. I need a break after that. When we come back, we'll wrap up the second hour. Still to come. Mikael Mitchell will join us. They're having their shoot-around right now at Little Rock. Trojans play tonight. Huge game. Pack the jack. Wide out. National TV. We're spreading the word. They've got a good team. You want to talk about a team that may be in the NCAA tournament? Maybe Daryl Walker's team. Stick around. It's out of bounds. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Arkansas, it's time for the 7th annual St. Patty's Day Bear Pong Championship. And it's going down Sunday, March 17th at the downtown location at Brewskies. Tourney starts at 2 p.m. All day championship belts and year-long bragging rights up for grabs. Sign up for your two-person team at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. Prizes will be given away for the best team costume. Sunday, March 17th, it's the 7th annual St. Patty's Day Bear Pong Championship. Find out more online at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? 
<laughs> with a never-ending to-do list. It's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. Great Thursday edition of Morning Mayhem is in the books. want to thank Daryl Walker for stopping by Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram with the guys. Also want to thank Tommy Smith for coming in and Melinda Mayo for joining us. Loaded Friday show, Joe Klein, Danny West, Heather Baker all joined the program, as well as RJ Hawk. It's coming up 6 to 10 right here on 1037 The Buzz Friday morning. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When tensions were high between the Soviets and the Americans, communist leader Nikita Khrushchev did something pretty awesome. He gave President John F. Kennedy and his family a dog. The dog's name was Pushinka, whose parents Pushok and Strelka were Russian space dogs. Pushinka quickly became part of the Kennedy family, and Khrushchev clucked, We have one of our Russian operatives in the White House. But like all good dogs, Pushinka was more interested in treats than intel. Doublebees has the treats you love and great deals on all kinds of munchables. My go-to is a 44-ounce Pepsi Zero with a splash of vanilla or a Coke Zero with just a hint of cherry. Delicious. Refreshing. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Beast. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040, or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI Smart Cap. Arkansas broadcast legend Craig O'Neill joins Morning Mayhem each week presented by Petty Jean Meats, locally owned and operated for four generations. With Petty Jean Meats, people always know where their meat is coming from. Made right here in Arkansas. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Backed out of bounds. Last morning, Joe Franklin. Because I love our listeners and high school sports. I looked it up for you, Donald. Donald's wanting to know who the Bologna boys and girls play next. They both play tomorrow there in Searcy. They don't know who they're playing yet because those teams will play today. Bologna girls will play at 7 tomorrow night, either against Benton or Mountain Home. Benton's the lower seed. Doesn't mean they'll win. Bologna boys will play afterwards at 8.30. And they'll play either Lake Hamilton or Russellville. And that's the game Bill Ingram was talking about. Such a great first-round matchup. Could go either way. So Bologna boys and girls take over at Searcy tomorrow. Should be a lot of Eagles in the house. Now, you wonder if there's any kind of advantage there to having a day off. Or is it advantage to the team that just played? They were just on a court the day before. And then they get right back on the court. Sometimes I think there is an advantage when the, uh, a team has played once and got that game and those playoff jitters out of the system and they play a team who had a bye in the first round. And you see some upsets then. Uh, that could be happening here soon. 
yeah, that could be happening in some of the classifications soon, teams that have uh, had a bye. Um, but p- playing back-to-back, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Not for the, these kids. They're, I mean, they're used to playing back-to-back, summer ball, and practice, and um, I don't think it's a big deal. That's what tournament is all about, though. Yeah. yeah. And they, so, so when you have a day off, it could be a bit of, uh, you know, some rust there, mm-hmm. just because you had a day in between. I think they'd rather play than <laughs> practice. They'd rather get back right back out there and, and hit it again. So uh, it, it is funny how some of these brackets will, you know, it'll work out. You'll play one day and not play again for two days. Or for like Little Rock Christian, I think it's their girls played last night and they'll play again today. Uh, just the way it, it shaped up. They were one of the last teams to play in the first round and one of the first in the second round. Especially if you can stay at the host site. You mm-hmm. don't have to travel back to school. If you can stay there, that always works out. I wonder how many of these teams, like, uh, for example, the brackets that are the uh, classifications playing way up in northwest Arkansas. Let's say you're a southern Arkansas team, and you have to drive all the way to Farmington. Are you staying the night? Absolutely. But what if you don't play the next day? Would it make sense to just drive back home, practice, then drive back the next day? No. (laughs) But then you have to think about the kids in class. Class. They don't care about it. (laughs) They want out. Go find a gym up there and practice. Go online. Do some do some of your homework. Yeah, that's where it is now that they can get some of that work done online. Yeah. So it makes sense to stay and not have to go back and forth, put the travel in. Not to mention, you're going to have to spend money to go back and forth. Earlier today, the SEC announced uh, the dates and who will participate and what days for the football media days. Yeah, the Razorbacks will go on the last day, and what what really kind of was intriguing to me, and I guess I forgot this, SEC Media Days is in Arlington this year, or in Dallas this year. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, they're, they're uh, hosting the SEC Football Kickoff Media Days at the Omni Hotel in downtown Dallas. Yeah, it's been in Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham over the years, but they're they're taking it to Dallas the first day, July 15th. Uh, will be LSU's Brian Kelly, Ole Miss Lane Kiffin, South Carolina Shane Beamer, Vanderbilt's Clark Lee. On Tuesday, Georgia goes Kirby Smart, Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz, Oklahoma's Brent Venables, Oklahoma. Doesn't that sound weird? And then Tennessee's Josh Heupel. On Wednesday, Alabama's Kalen DeBoer, strange. <laughs> Florida, Billy Napier, Mississippi State, Jeff Levy. Texas, Steve Sarkeesian. And then on the last day, Sam Pittman, Hugh Freeze, Mark Stoops from Kentucky and Mike Elko from Texas A&M. That'll be fun. July will be here before you know it. July 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. SEC Media Days. I saw someone put out a pretty cool thing with the four pictures of the guys. Which group would you like to go out and have beers with? (laughs) Which group of those? He said Tuesday or Thursday. Oh, heck yeah. I'd like to sit down and have a cold one with Coach Pittman, talk a little football, X's and O's. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Little Rock Trojans. Big game tonight. Mikael Mitchell will join us. It's a wideout at the Jack Stevens Center. Stick around. Is your Oakland Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at Oaklawn.